Welcome to Lat B, the only podcast that comes with a free bandits bonus. Lat B, where MMA and UFC get silly. This is the Lat B Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 232. Here at Lat B, we're coming back off of a long weekend. We didn't have fights for the first time in a while. There was some Bellator, but ain't nobody really care about that. (laughs) (laughs) Not here anyway. Not here. At least not here. A lot of you hardcores that are listening to this, I'm sure, are watching some Bellator. So, good on you. We ended up seeing some high-level KO, seeing some people making noise in there. How have you been since we last met? What did you hear about the Twitterverse? Before we get into this early morning breakdown, coming out of China. Uh, did we talk about Connor's apology? We did a bit a little while ago, yeah, I believe. that's it. I see Connor's apology. I'm sh- did, did it sway you? I don't really care. Can you defend it? I don't really care. Everybody's still talking about Connor. Boom. That's it. I that's have nothing I to say it. about it anymore. Uh, I don't know what else is going on. Um... In the world of UFC. The Dana White Contender Series finally finished last night on Tuesday. We had the season finale. Dana White coming out and saying that there's actually not going to be another season. Or at least on the books it's not till next summer. Because they've kind of drained the pool as far as contenders. Everybody who's fighting in the next near future is essentially a Contender Series prospect that won. Hmm. What did you take away from any of those fights? Uh, it was almost, it was very unmemorable. There was some um, highlights. I would agree. I, I don't, don't remember, remember any. I don't remember too <laughs> many of them either. That's why I say it's unmemorable. <laughs> I actually watched it last night. So, as did I. But yeah, there was nothing that was like, whoa, this is going to be an amazing fighter in there. So prospects, as they should be. Interesting how that show's just kind of picked apart the entire pool where now organizations don't get that hot cred like LFA, Access Fights, or uh, Jungle Brazil used to have those. And now it's like, oh, now they're Dana White contenders, guys. That's what they're labeled as instead of the previous organization that actually got them there. Mm -hmm. So interesting things to think Mm -hmm, about. mm -hmm. Any other news? We did have a couple like press conferences between... Who were them boys? Oh, yeah, Darren Till and uh, Gastelum scheduled. Correct. Darren Till finally moving up to 185 pounds. I keep, I saw the new thing. Are we pushing Darren Till? Are we pushing Darren Till? Like, come on, how many fights? Are it does? I told you. Yeah, like, we said this forever ago. Now you, what do you, just everybody's like, oh, I think they just like him so much and they want him to win. That's it. That's the new are you being pushed, which I agree. They pushed him too fast, but now it's like they're both off a loss. They're both kind of in the same boat. I don't agree because Kelvin has fought multiple times at 185 pounds, where Till's moving up to all of a sudden a potentially top 10 contender. I don't see that move. I just don't see... I don't see Till winning that fight. I honestly don't see Will... Till winning that fight either, especially in the wrestling. And that's where it's really, I see, getting to if Kelvin decides to not keep it boxing. Like, he just got outworked by a, again, professional kickboxer. So hopefully Kelvin's like, oh, wait, let me wrestle. Till won't have an answer for that. Yeah. Well, has he? No, I guess he's usually goes against guys that are going to stand up and. He's had very specific matchups the whole way through. 
and not come out when they finally and got And I think out. it's funny that all of a sudden Till's being pushed, but everybody thought he was going to beat Moss with all handedly. Everybody thought he was going to be uh, who uh, did he fight before that? Not, Woodley. Everybody was all talking shit and thought he was going to beat Woodley. Not so. everybody. Yeah, not, yeah. Not everybody. <laughs> yeah. You finally that beat. You making that money. Yeah, so I, mean, I just feel like too long. make up your mind. Make up your mind. Totally. Any other fun fights that have been signed? There's been some, I'm sure, if we think about them, we'll bring it on about. But we do have 12 main card fights or 12 bouts coming to us from China. This actually was on the rocks. People thought it was going to get pulled because of the uh, social unrest that's going on in that part of the world right now. Do you think it's going to have any type of an impact on the UFC? Are they going to have security? What's going to go on? Is my it... ignorance is how close Hong Kong is to Shenzhen. I totally, I totally agree so with that. I could look it up, but there are 12 matches, just like you said. And I could let you start that while I look up how far away it is from Hong Kong. Let's. This one's going to be down and dirty. We got a bunch of dirty, double, disgusting debuts. Yeah. So, the tape was thick, deep. I didn't even know if I was watching the right fighter half the time because it was just in uh, a language that I flat out don't know. So, all of a sudden, I was like, that's not that same tattoo. His hair is different. What the hell am I doing? Half an hour into somebody's tape <laughs> I didn't tape even study. watching him the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was really... Ah, dang it. So... This one is going to be headlined by the strawweights at 115 pounds. Again, check your local listings because it's going to start at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Midnight, if you're going to be over there on the East Coast. But again, check wherever you need to. Here, we're finally going to be uh, having to decide whether we're going to wake up early or not to watch this. You know, like most hardcores, my clock's already set. I'm going to be ready to get it down and dirty. And these first couple ones are gonna really gonna make you work. Oh, they are kind of close, I guess. 27 kilometers. That's not far at all. No, that is kind of close. Huh, that is weird. I know they were talking about uh, it was hard travel, trying to find travel and stuff. So, I don't know, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I would agree. And hopefully... um Nothing happens because, as we were saying before on previous shows, the last time, the last place you want to act up is at an MMA show. Yeah. <laughs> the last place you want to get crazy is at an MMA show. You're going to get worked up, snatched up real quick. So <laughs> we're going to start off this. Yeah, don't entire... mind the graphics this time because, like you were saying, it was a bunch of double debuts. And also, I am apologize ahead of time if anyone is wrong. Oh, as far as the, the pictures or the names? Yes. Because this is going to test us to the absolute max when we have a dirty double debut starting off the night with Batgirl Dan Dana versus Heli Antelgil. So the names are going to be making us work. I know, I, and we're both going to try. I think that should be the rule. Uh, we both they have don't to even try have the names. Way. They don't even have nicknames. That's the hard part. So we're going to go with Halil is 12-7, and seven, coming off of a two-fight winning streak. A 27-year-old Chinese fighter comes in with a somewhat serviceable game, beating five and four type fighters, seven and his first opponent that was undefeated 7-0, he actually lost to, um, and that was on the Chinese regional scene. The tape I did watch on him, 
not even germ journeyman. I mean, he's just, I feel like a local guy who's there to get the early cloud crowd pumped. They just needed someone as far as this fighter fighting in any of the Western hemisphere, he wouldn't, he would be on a Bellator undercard if that. So very low level fighter in here. Um, and against Dana, Dana, I, I keep wanting to say Dana and it looks like Dana. Dana, the bantamweight, is actually Mongolian, comes in at 30 years old with wrestling credentials, has a good overhand right, and actually tends to use a lot more wrestling uh, coming out of the region he's from. I really like his wrestling. I really like that even when he got a little stung at times trying to strike with people, automatically he always falls back into that wrestling where I did see issues with Heli in there defending some of the grappling that he had seen earlier. And... We are in Shizen, so are we going to have to worry about the commission and... Guaranteed. Are they going to be on that Brazilian juice? Or even worse, maybe, that Chinese juice? That's synthetic. That's that synthetic juice. Not even juice. That's like Pylee Styrofoam and something like that, isn't it? They get crazy out there. They do stuff that we didn't even know. I saw a lady turn like 50 years old because she put oil in her face or something. What do they do with their muscles? <laughs> 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 so um i think the wrestler wins it here i think it's a decision i think he just put keeps it on the ground and just ground and pounds i'm not gonna see an exposure to this anywhere these guys are just too brand new not only do we usually stay away from the first fight of the night this is a double debut gotta stay away from these dirty things who are you gonna pick and why bat jarel donna versus Hali Alating. I have Donna KO round two only because he's gone against Kakara France. That's the only reason. I'm like, oh, you made it, to, you went all the way with Kakara France? That's at least somebody I've heard of. So I totally agree. First fight of the night, double debut. Don't put it anywhere, but we both have Donna and Dana. But yeah, I think stay away. Stay away. And that fight with France. Look at France. His body's really changed since then. He was a really young man at that point in time. It wasn't actually a pretty fun fight, but again, it's that wrestling. On DraftKings, the favorite in this bout is going to be Donna in here. 8,500 on DraftKings against a Tang's 7,700. Is this a clear fight? Stay away? Yes. You have a finish, though. And yeah. it's round two finish? Yeah, but I still, it's the first fight of the night, and that's never... Better to stay away. Yeah. Mazo, though, the week before off, remember, she was on that number one lineup. She yeah. was the first fight of the night, but... I feel like this card, honestly, is going to be a big stay away for me. I'm going to go super, super light next week or on the 7th. Um, hey, and we have to tell you guys, we have a big fat hurricane coming toward us, Woo! so anything could happen. If you don't hear from us for whatever reason... Look at that Patreon, because we're going to have to start some home <laughs> renovations. <laughs> that be fun. Yeah, Just right. telling you. Um, but, uh, yeah, that... You'll know it. Dorian is coming toward us, so just that, pay attention if you don't hear from us. That uh, don't send help or anything. Just know that we'll be we'll be here at least in time for Dustin Poirier could be breakdown. Well, you can send those likes and subscribes for sure. Yeah, that would be so least. nice. And the best thing you could do if you're like an old time fan and you've listened to us for um, a million minutes or more, uh, maybe you could jump over on iTunes and rate us because that really helps. 
that helps stuff out if you write a little something in stars. Sorry to put that in there before this fight. You're like, I don't even care about this fight, much less you're rating your podcast. <laughs> That's rude as hell. All right, go on. Anything Sorry. left with either of those jabronis? No. On to 135 pounds, we have another double d- d- debut in Cara Rosa coming in against Lara Prochio. Both Brazilians coming all the way over from South America to China. Doesn't really make much sense. I would think that they would do China versus the world, not the world versus the world, or Brazil versus Brazil. Do that in Uruguay a couple weeks ago. Don't fly them all the way out here. I just feel like the flight, that type of stuff, hurts both fighters for no apparent reason. If it's against a Chinese fighter, yeah, okay, makes sense. So, either way, both of these ladies having... I mean, low-level competition in there. They're beating women that have losing records. Some of them one or two at best records. But perfect for Lara, 6-0. and She tends to be more of a submission ace. She'll throw that overhand right to go right for a double leg takedown single leg. And she chain wrestles pretty well together once she's on the ground. She moves to side control well and even to full mount. But off of her back, she's got many an arm bar. And can actually reverse. So she wants to get this fight completely to the ground because that's where she likes to generally do her work. And against Rosa, the Valitudo fighter, Piranha Valitudo fighter, is actually fighting with uh, the champion Andrage. They're out of the same camp. So it makes sense that Andrage is like, hey, help out my homegirl, get her in the UFC. Good, here's a training partner. We'll send her. We'll just add a ticket to it. Maybe that one doesn't. Maybe that one isn't as bad. But as far as Rosa's skills, she's more of a Muay Thai striker. She can definitely be taken down. And when she's taken down, she doesn't really tend to get back up. Striking-wise, she'll throw a knee in there, throw two and three punch combinations. But they're very looping and not very hard. She doesn't really have tons of knockout power. Her gas tank is iffy at best. I don't like betting on these kind of fights. I got... Uh, Prochpio in a decision I could see myself actually going more submission round number two the more I'm thinking about it I'm not going to put heavy on this especially because it's one of these double debuts I'm going to stick with the slight favorite give me Lara I'm not going to go heavy on this I got Laura as well, and I am probably going to stay away from it everywhere. If I'm desperado for price, maybe I'll go with one, but I really doubt it. I got Laura decision, but this is a weird fight for me, and it's probably in the right place on the card. Laura, 8,400 on DraftKings against the underdog Rosas, 7,800. Do you think you're going to have any type of exposure to Nah. Laura, at all. I actually think I might put R on 10% of my cards just because I see, out of the two, the finish coming for Laura. So, interesting, interesting bout. Again, I'm a hellion, I'm a key, then I'm going to stay away, or I'm going to wake up in the morning. Some people are saying take off these first couple fights, wake up at 4 a.m. What are you going to do? Are you going to wait till 6? you going to wait till 8? I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to open a beer. And I'm going to watch fights at 3 a.m. I absolutely love it because I'm gonna do a coffee instead of that beer, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on it. I'm gonna do a beer and then I'll do a coffee for the main event, and then um, I'll probably sober up because I'm gonna have to prepare for a hurricane. 
True. So it'll actually be good. I'm up and at them at 9 a.m. and ready to hit it hard. Board up. As they say in Hurricane Valley, they say hunker down. <laughs> That's one of those American words. The worst thing that they say is get her done. Woo! Be careful. <laughs> I think you're allowed to say that in Florida. There's no such thing as the Me Too movement. The stand your ground, yes. Me Too, no. <laughs> That's Florida. Good Welcome to know. Florida. Good to know. Good to know if you're living in the South. Of the United States. Anything left with that last bout with those oh, beautiful no, ladies? No, we already stayed on it way too long in my opinion. Moving on <laughs> to 155 pounds. We have a sneaky fight. This one, if you're going to wait to get into one, you should not miss. I'm when glad we you said have... that because I actually think this could be on the main card of this. This could be on the main card of a lot of fights. Uh, fight cards. I really think this it's could a be a fight, fight of the night. But... So, we have Demir Ismagulov coming in against Tiago Moises. Moises, the 12-3 and three Brazilian fighter, is 24 years old, fought multiple times in the UFC, lost to Benil Darius via decision, last beating Kurt Halabaugh via decision, gotten a finish uh, in his contender series bout. This is a wild striker in Moises, great Brazilian jiu-jitsu, black belt, on the ground, he really likes to get it done, and striking-wise, he really lets loose and puts a lot of... Um, power into his strikes because he is so confident on the ground and we're really seeing it with these like Danny Gays and all these other type of guys is uh just the power that they're allowed oh gosh, to be thrown into slides. so <laughs> <laughs> I was like that didn't look like it's Magulov to me I was like oh that's weird <laughs> here's that one just to do those ladies there's Rosa and Prokopio and then all right on to these dudes Moises is Magulov so Moises on the ground I think that it would be not the most beneficial thing for Demir to go to the ground. The M1 former champion is a 16-1, and winning his two fights in the UFC against Alex Georgies, who's now suspended for steroids, which I am willing to bow is not UFC-caliber fighter. Georgies is not a UFC-style fighter. He came in short notice, and Demir could not finish him. Unbelievable. Then against Joel Alvarez, that was just a fight. That was a dogfight. And I think Alvarez is actually pretty low on the totem as far as UFC caliber and probably hold, barely holding on. I think he might have won his last fight in a submission. But still, Alvarez, we don't see too much. Ismagulov was a big favorite in both of those. And the M1 striker likes to go to a takedown. He will land upwards of eight, nine takedowns within a fight and move to side control but he doesn't really go for the finish he always just goes for the position he's more than happy of just staying on the side and landing those rapid shots and on the ground against Moises he doesn't want to do that because Moises will wrap up a triangle get a sweep all of a sudden get on top and really go to work his Mugulov guy has a standard of wrestling that is uh basic but I think on the ground that Moises has a big, big advantage. Striking-wise, Ismogulov doesn't have tons of power, and that's where I think Moises is actually going to be a lesser striker, but he's so confident that he's going to eat that shot to land the bigger shot, and once it gets into a ground scramble, it's nine, eight times out of ten coming up on Moises' side. So, give me the underdog of the night. You need one. You got one early. I'm picking Moises in this one. He's a big mm -hmm. underdog, and I just really don't see it. Who do you have and why? 
I got Isma Gulov. I actually think he's a dark horse in the division. He's just grindability, has great head movement, and he's one of those guys that just seems to point fights standing up and to take easy decisions that when you watch the fights in slow motion, no one ever lands anything on him. I think he can use his wrestling uh, to kind of keep Moises off of him. And I do like Thiago Moises. I just think Isma Gulov is one of those guys that he's almost boring to fight or watch fight. It's not very exciting. It's just kind of handed by the end, and you're like, oh, but he doesn't have the power to finish. I don't see a finish here. So is Magulov decision? Um, it doesn't. It's not bad on Thiago Moises to me. I still like him going forward. He's so young. I actually am going to go Moises submission round number two as well. Here, the plus 145 underdog Moises is also going to be 7,200 on DraftKings against Ismagulov's 9,000 on DraftKings. He averages 73 points, does Demir. Do you think you're going to be playing in my 9,000? Oof. Not, not really. Um, but I don't know. If I can afford him, I kind of think he's... I think this is a closer fight than... The odds indicate? Yeah. I totally agree, especially on DraftKings. I actually think this is way too uh, lopsided as far as his Magulov, and I'm going to really have zero uh, stake in his Magulov. I'm actually going to be on Moises. Not only am I downright outpicking him, but at 7,200, if he wins a decision, even in a loss of a decision for 7-2, he's going to be able to still do fairly well in there for me. I and just again, see him gassing and Isma Gulov turning it up a little bit and taking over as the round. I don't think on. you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong there. Again, I'm saying that Moises probably gets taken down, but off of his back, which isn't the best way to be betting. But as far as DraftKings is concerned, I think Isma Gulov cruises to a decision. And we've seen it against lesser fighters where uh, Moises has that more which, flash which ability. Moises is average. Points. It's going to be 49 points for uh, Moises, yeah. so not good as well. He's coming in at 95 for his last win against Halibaba, but he lost with four points to Dariush. Wow, because so. he was just stifled with wrestling? Completely. Well, jiu-jitsu as well. Uh, Dariush, again, world-class jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I swear. Uh, is Mugulav's more of a wrestler. So, still, sneaky fight. Super sneaky fight. We're split up here for it. Yeah, and I'm fading Benil Dariush. So, to lose True. to Benil is kind of like, oh. Oy, oy. So, interesting. That one's going to be worth the wake up. But I like what you're saying. I think the cost is off. It's a dog or pass sitch in a way. I totally agree with that. So, on to, 100, or on to 205 pounds. We have... Da Un Jun coming in against Dirty Double Debuting Cadiz Igbromivov. Woo, they're making us work out here in Zhenjiang, China. They're getting it done. These both 205ers never seen the bright lights of the UFC. Tons of young prospects. They're all going to have multiple fights, multiple career in here. Again, the debuting 8-0 perfect Russian fighters fighting out of St. Petersburg. 24 years old is Cadiz. Cadiz likes to get it on the ground. He will go for that outside knee pick and hold that knee and just throw that right. Or when guys throw a kick to either side of the body, Cadiz will catch that leg and just throw that right until he topples his opponent over. He's actually fought some fairly um, good competitors in there. Stefan Pruetz. At 15 and 3 was the champion and a big favorite there. And he was one of the bigger underdogs of that. He actually caught him in a bulldog choke, but was throwing him around in there. There's a lot of throws for the young man as well. 
Um, just really like his pressure game. He's even gone into the second and third round a couple times. When he gets to the ground, he moves the side control well and always works up to get that, uh, what is that, salivary position or like uh, crucifix where they'll be on top and land those elbows. Mm -hmm. And he will regularly hurt guys and have them uh, react so badly that they give up their back. So young prospect with a lot of hype. It and says he's been 24, doing well. but he looks 44. <laughs> she, the motherfucker 48. He's 24. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this cosmonaut has definitely uh, been around the block a few times in there. He's definitely doing well, though. I really like what I saw from him. I really like that his game plan hasn't ever been strike. It's always been strike to get it to the ground. And even when guys get up off of the ground, uh, he has some fairly tricky ways and trips in there that aren't just... Uh, throwing people over himself like they actually have technique in them. So, fun prospect. Against the 11-2 debuting Jung, Jung comes in with a 11-2 record last beating Mikolov, who is had 6-1, 4-0 0 He beat a guy named the Hulk, who was a 0-0 fighter. I mean, the South Korean fighter at 25 has got heart. He That's a made-up guy. Like he was no, like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody made him up on sure dog, and yeah, they're like, yeah, because yeah, he had to have a certain amount of fights, fights before the in. UFC yeah. would pick him up. I mean, I did end up watching one of his fights, but this was one of those times where I was like, this is written in South Korean. I don't know if it's really Jung or not. It could just be some other guy named Jung that looks about this size. So, as far as what I saw, journey level type of striking, not really a big jumper kicker more of a boxer stays in front of his opponents goes to the grappling um not that well but does it more often than i would like so if this guy goes to the ground at all against um cadiz here he's gonna get eaten up he's gotta keep it striking but striking i didn't ever see any i mean those finishes that he had on guys was usually because they would gas and he would just be able to put pressure he's got a hard chin and that's not good for the type of fighters he was fighting because they were landing hard shots and he was just eating them and getting up on the cage and uh, being able to exert his will more than anything. I didn't like much from what I saw from Jong. He's going to be a scrapper in there. He's not going to give up, but I think you're going to have to put him out. But luckily, I think that can happen. Give me Cadiz. TKO round number two may even put it round number one. This Russian likes to get to work. He likes to do it fast. Would you end up taking away from either one of these guys? I got round number two as well for no big reason, but I'm probably not going to go as heavy on it as it sounds like you may. I like I him. just like they're a double debut and anything can happen. And guys this size, I just can picture laying against each other in a sweaty romantic dance that doesn't end up in any violence after the first six minutes. So I do agree with you and I have the same round. Take that for what it is, people. We should just tell you to put a bet on that one. That's what we usually say. So mine's going to be coming in as soon as those props are out. Cadiz, the decided favorite, is going to end up being 9,300 debuting on DraftKings against Jones at 6,900. Wow. So one of the most wow. favored guys Apparently for Apparently everybody debut. sees that. Everybody sees a big fat knockout. But maybe Jung has a elbow from hellbow that catches him. So I always think that a cheap... Got, now my new thing since the last few fights and we see these double debuts two guys we don't know anything about and one of them's a super hot prospect um put a little money on the lowest guy on the deck like put a little 
take Zhang and put him on one of your cards and afford everybody you want to because that you never know. We I see think, that happen. I think there might be other spots for that, and I don't think it necessarily has to be Zhang because the tape was still really low level for him where there's actual, I think, other spots for underdogs that it is kind of those dogger passes. Another one, or one that might be it, it's going to be at 135 pounds. We have a bantamweight fight between Andre Sokhamthath versus Sue, debuting Sue Mandiri, Mandiri. The Asian sensation is coming in with a 13-7 and record. You know what we think about this young man. I mean, we love him. He's got all of the tools coming out of Black House, coming out of South Florida, training with some of the best, having great Muay Thai, great clinch, but still some of the lowest level IQ we have seen in the game. He would have beat Sean O'Malley if he stood up, but he just didn't do it. He said he was rocked and he couldn't think, well, okay, what about with Alejandro Perez where he knocked down Perez three times and lost a split decision? What about in other fights where it's just uh, so Hamthat just kind of tries to cruise thinking he's winning and gives up the fight? A little bit of a slow starter for me as well in that Muay Thai, but then that slow start never really gets out of second gear. Yes, he does have a second gear, but he doesn't have a third or fourth. So he just kind of idles there and then by the third round, especially if it's a grappling heavy type of fight, it can really get bad on him, but so Hamdat has shown an all right grappling game. He has gone in there and been able to um, use his wrestling to beat guys that are better strikers than him. And in this fight, he is going to need to do that because Sue Minjiri here is the Asian Stephen Thompson. He is a karate stylist, left hand, hops in and out. He'll do that step on the outside straight left. That Thompson does. You see him. He did it to all of his big knockouts. Where he'll just like dart in half to an angle. And then throw a left. And uh, Mizurin here has gotten a few uh, finishes that way. But again the competition level at 11 and 4. With his last two being losses. Have been against not the best competition. Last one being Luis Smoka armbar. Yeah and he's actually beat guys with. Worse records than I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one type fighters. There's definitely some journeymen in there, but he's not a guy in there who looks like he's um, doesn't have any competition other than UFC. Like he came in with a karate, karate point fighting background that does have power. So it is there. Can't take shots as well as I would like, but we don't have to worry about that with Sohamthak. He's never really hurt people. Well, he's hurt people, but he's never really finished people. He, again, just goes for the, the cruising position most of the time. With this on the ground, Sohamthak has the decided way to finish. We haven't seen Sue on the ground as much in even that low-level competition. He was able to keep it up, so you got to think that the Asian sensation has an advantage there. But... With his low fight IQ, he gets hurt with a couple of those lefts. I see Sohamthat just trying to point fight and potentially giving up this fight. And all I got to be is like, of course. Of course, because that's the type of fighter he is. He's a win one, lose one type of guy. He's due for a win one in here. But I don't like the juice that I'm seeing on him. I don't like the odds. There's no way he should be even close to a 2-1. I think it's a minus 165, 170 or more for Sohamthat. But I think it's a closer fight than that. Ultimately, I can't pick the debuting fighter just because of the octagon jitters and uh, the bit of the experience, the, the avenue that Andre has. But 
I might sprinkle Jurin on there and a couple Sue on there as far as my DraftKings because he could stun him. And I, so Kamtad is the type of fighter that shits the bed. He's done it before, so I won't I know, be surprised. I really just don't think Sue is at all UFC caliber at all. He has done nothing to prove himself in there. And the guys, when you look back at who Southampath is losing to, they're the guys that everybody sees as up-and-coming next-level dudes. So I know... Sukhamthas is not a submission guy. I just got to th think that the guys at what used to be Black Zillions or whatever have trained him better for this. If he uses his wrestling at all, even though he's not a submission dude, I think the submission's just there, almost too easily there. Something's up with Sue, and I just don't think uh, he's there. He's a China fighter. They're putting him on a card, but they put him against the Asian, Asian sensation to build him a little bit of audience. Give me Andre. Submission. Round two. Nice. I'm going to end up going decision. I'm going to be tentative on this one. On DraftKings, you're going to end up paying 8600 for the Asian sensation against Sue's 7600 How much exposure do you think you're going to have on um, Sokhamtap? I really think I probably will have him on a few of my cards only because he's one of the only guys I know on this fight card. And I want to stick with what I know. I'm not going to bet heavy this fight. I'm going to be saving it up for that UFC. What I, was it 241 with Khabib or 242? I don't remember. 242. Yeah, that Khabib, uh, Dustin Poirier fight night. Uh, and I think there's something after this too. There's like eight, nine more after this. Yeah, we're not going to get any more breaks. I think the next one though is at another weird time. Yeah, it is. It's going to be starting at around 10 a.m. Main event, main card's going to start at around 10 a.m. Yeah. But we'll get into that later on in the week oh, for yeah. sure. We got to keep going through this Szechuan Palace of a fight card. Moving on, if you got nothing left with these two fighters. Uh, nothing. On to 185 pounds. We have Anthony Hernandez coming in against debuting June Young Park. June's coming in with a 13 and 10 record, having a little bit of a winning streak in here, beating perfect or three and 0 fighters, 11 and four type fighters, four and four, uh, two and one. Definitely some South Korean regional scene type guys. A six foot 28 year old actually has some okay wrestling. Some get in there and have a couple switches. A lot of guys want to take him down because it's striking. Uh, Tends to get it done a little bit more in there. It's a lot of one and two punch combinations, but he really likes to stay in your face. And uh, he drags guys into third round fights and is able to actually keep a pretty steady output. And then once guys aren't able to take him down, he really just imposes his will. I was pleasantly surprised actually with Park as far as most of these tape study on these guys i was like oh wow wherever he's coming out of keep watching those guys they definitely uh korean top team wow interesting korean top team korean top team all of a sudden has got some wrestling and other stuff going on in there so. i wonder if they have a mean overhand right and some <laughs> some badass wrestling <laughs> definitely some better wrestling than i would have ever thought in there watching the tape study on that well yeah man. all of them have good wrestling though at top team for sure for sure for sure anthony for hernandez coming in with a six in one record, winning his debut via TKO on the Contender Series, uh, losing that bout. Or do you think Korean Top Team has anything to do with American Top Team? Oh, yes. It's franchise. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where freaking Dane Lambert will be like, I got a jet. Hey, Ben Saunders, all you guys, who wants to visit Korea for three months? 
oh, by the way, and you're going to be training guys. And then eventually they just get Korean coaches that are good enough to... And then they go and do gyms and... That's cool. Yeah, it's legit. It's That's definitely cool. a good good way to do it out there. Hernandez, though, coming in with a 6-1 record, winning his Contender Series fight via TKO, but getting it overturned due to marijuana, then coming out on his debut against Marcus Perez and losing via submission via Anaconda Choke six months ago. Uh, Perez really ruckus in there, getting it done, landing a left body kick that folded over Hernandez. I mean, Hernandez... Uh, is really a guy who got a lot of his early fights out of there in the first round. If you look at his uh, first early six wins, it was against all right Southern Southern California competition. But did he used to be fat? He was. He was definitely a big guy who you can't tell lost in weight. this picture, but he has stretch marks like on this part all up in here. And I only know guys if they've been to prison or they were once fat. <laughs> those are the only two ways I see stretch. He marks definitely is here. one of those that walked into an MMA gym is like I need to lose weight and I like to fight. So he's definitely kept it off in there. But as I was saying, uh, that cardio doesn't show up when he gets into the second and third round. I don't know if I've even seen him in the third round because. Uh, into that second round against Perez after a body shot, he was just absolutely gassed. He throws a lot of flying knees and spinning stuff and a lot of puts a lot of weight into his punches. And Park, one of the biggest things I saw on this young man as well was a chin. Those South Korean fighters known to have iron chins. I mean, how many times have we seen them with the lower weights where it's like they just keep yeah. on coming? And I think that this has a potential to be an upset of a fight. I think a lot of people are putting stock into Hernandez's American side wins and stuff, but I think the Asian fighter here can actually come in and not only is the young 25-year-old never fought out of California, now he's traveling to China and he's already known to not have the best gas tank. If this gets out of the first round, it only is in Park's favor. I have Hernandez decision right now, but the more I'm thinking, I think it might be a 29-28 type of a dirty split. I'm thinking it might be, I'm switching to park, dirty-ass split decision. Don't you think in China they'll hate Koreans? I Asians think they'll hate the them both. Racism. Yes, they do. But they also will hate a brown guy from America. Americans, right? Um, because they just tank their economy. What about park fighting Supposedly. up to 185 from 170? Does that affect you at all? Just being a smaller dude, potentially. No, at six foot, Park 185, I don't think. I, he didn't look horrible. And he's fought at 185 as well. Or even like catch weight 180 over in Asia. Because he's fought some bigger guys. He hasn't. I didn't know what I was going to do with this fight. But I do like everything that you're saying. South Koreans never give up. They have glass jaw or uh, concrete chins. Uh, like they literally have to shut off. Their body has to turn off for them to uh, go down. And if a guy's getting gassed and maybe throwing too much spinning shit, not enough discipline right now, um, he's at a really big division. I don't like the fact that he's 185 versus 170 or. But the travel and everything that you're saying, he might be a. I think Anthony Hernandez is a potential 170 er. Even the way he's built, he's a little flabby around the mid. Interesting. Um, unless I'm thinking of the wrong person. Um, but uh, right now, I got Park. I'm going to go Park decision. I don't know about this fight. This is a really, really close one. We're both going decision to Park, picking the underdog here. On DraftKings, you're going to end up paying for the favorite in Hernandez 8000 
800 against Park 7,400. We're both picking an underdog there. That submission, though, for Hernandez is the other way I see it going. Well, I think Park eking out the decision or Hernandez submission round two. Well, the interesting thing is Park has actually submitted a couple champions in other organizations mm. that were wrestlers via Anaconda Choke. The I exact, like that. The exact same thing that Marcus Perez, that Ruckus Perez in there. I like the underdog. Why not? Plus 135. We're both agreeing on the underdog there. Interesting. Draft I'm going to look at weigh-ins, though. If I like Hernandez's body because he is full-time fighting now, we are we do like when a guy's come off Very of the 10 series and they get that real money so they can quit the day job. Um, I want to see what his body looks like, and I will make my decision heavily then. So make sure you're following us at Zoltanite if you want to follow this guy over here, at Baby if you want to follow me, or at Lappy underscore MMA, and check out our Instagram. And we have some of these fighters. We have made little things. You can print them out and put them on a t-shirt and dance around in your living room. Whoop, whoop. Getting it done. Yeah. So, so anything left with that no. interesting bout? There's a couple of these, though, at least three fights that we could move ahead of some of these other ones. We're I to totally about. agree. What I was about to say with Park, though, at what was it, like 7-6, I feel like I'm going to be playing him for that cheap if I'm going to want to be paying up for other guys. My cards are going to be Grandpa's Eyebrows, and you know what that means if you're a listener every week, all over the place. All <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Moving on to 170 pounds, we have two former fighters. Some would call them, no, they can't be veterans via Lab B standards. Not, they don't have three fights in there. At least Krantz doesn't. But we have Derek Krantz coming in against Keegan Song. Song going over to America for a little while, training with Alpha Male off... Since the first time they went, he's at Tiger Muay Thai as well. The 14-5 and five fighter is coming off of a couple wins in the UFC, beating Bobby Nash, beating Hector Aldana, but last losing to Alex Morono in a decision. Um, Kegon Song is definitely a one-and-two punch type of fighter. He throws them down the chamber well. We'll throw a leg kick in there every once in a while, but he just more stays in front of you and uh, will move his head well, but... Kind of low output. He has power, but his wrestling can be exploited. He has good scramble ability, but he is able to even get taken down in there as well. And he can even be held down on the ground when he gets there in some of the fights we saw. Morona was definitely able to do it once we saw him get it down to the ground. So definitely pads the victory against Song. He has to keep it striking if he wants to win this. And against Krantz, he is the better striker here, Kigong. But he's just very limited as far as the amount of uh, volume and or even approach. Yeah, I really, all of the tape, he really just fights, falls into like two punch combinations at most. And then he'll switch it between like A, B, C, and D. And that's about it. So his game plan doesn't really change and evolve all that much. I don't know if he's been back in the States or even training with Tiger Muay Thai. I know he does like to travel being a young man. Against Derek Krantz, the 24-11 and 11 fighter, has a lot of high-level competition. He does have a, a lot of losses in there, but he's been fighting for a long time. He came off of the Dana White looking for a fighter. Dana White went to look for another guy. Krantz beat the other guy that Dana White came to look for and said, Hey, I know I'm old. It don't matter. Just give me a shot because he worked over that young stud in there. And uh, Krantz just showed that he's definitely serviceable everywhere. Tough as nails. Has a hard overhand right. But great wrestling and just uh, tons and tons of pressure in there. 
Dana White said, all right, man, it's not going to be a fight you like, but I'll find you something short notice. He's like, okay. Well, he got the call against Vincente Luque short yeah, notice. Sure. And he's like, all right, boss, you're going to give me another fight, right? <laughs> you're going to give me another fight. Yep. And I fucking love what Krantz did in that fight. He came out and threw the fucking kitchen sink at Luque. Absolutely gassed at the end of that first round. But, hey, he knew that I'm going to lose anyways. It was now or never. Exactly. I'm going to lose anyways. So, might as well get in here and at least get a shot. Hurting Luque a couple times in there. I think with a less than even a head kick. So, definitely, uh, Krantz understands the game it shows a level of iq he knows what to do in here and he can see if we can see it the game plan here is go back to that american wrestling get this chinese fighter down get that position over submission krantz even's got a sub formidable submission game which i even could see coming out here but i do think that krantz actually level changes well and mixes up his strikes and takes down well enough as well as with that steady gas tank i actually see another underdog coming through here give me krantz it's even money as far as the betting lines he opened as like even money fight a lot of people see this the epitome of a coin flip it'll probably be minus 115 by the closing lines I just see Keegan Song holds on to decisions. Actually, almost forgot to say, every single fight I've seen of Keegan Song, this is one of these fighters that is in the Yo Romero, in the freaking, uh, who is that? Charles Oliveira. He took a chunk out of Hector Aldana's eye, lid, if you remember that fight. In the fight after that, Alex Morono, Alex Morono almost had surgery after that eye gouge. He grabbed the fence against Alex Morono. And then in his fight prior to as well, he, uh, Bobby Nash, kicked him in the nuts. Five, ten seconds into the fight, Bobby Nash was like, okay, they touched gloves. One, two, fight was over. So, Keegan Song has really had some sketchy-ass wins, the ones he has had in here. So, give me the slight underdog. You needed another one. You're welcome. I was with you. Until you said decision. And once you, if you're even questioning me with the decision of the local Chinese fighter, who as far as I know, he's going to be bigger than Ricky Martin going out there. He's going to be bigger than Co Paula Costa. They might be cheering his name. They might be wearing his face. He might be the Tom Brady of China. So when you say that, I'm going song decision. If he can, the only question is, can song stay alive for three rounds? Yes, he can. Song decision. I like what you're saying. Because I'm almost talking myself out of it because I almost want to be able to put money down if there's going to be an eye gouge in this fight. And I'm I'm going to put money down that there is and it's going to be Kagan song in there throwing all those fingers in the eyes. He gets trained by DC to do all that shit. Oh, John Jones. Yeah, why not? <laughs> He's playing for keeps. Playing for keeps. Kagan song, 8,200 on DraftKings. The Coin flip of a fight, eight thousand. I think Krantz. this is going to be the fight of the night. This is my fight of the night. This is a this is a really really close fight. I think it's going to be fight. a stand and banger. I don't think Derek Kranz is going to try to take him down. I think these guys are going to stand and throw, and this is going to be one for the ages. Ooh, They're probably going to make a name for themselves. I think off this fight. I do think that they has definitely sneaky dark horse of a matchup in the entire card. Reason to again wake up in the morning for these. At 125 pounds, we're going to head into the main card. I'm switching to Hernandez. You're switching over back to, back to the air. Oh, interesting, because he's not Chinese. He's South Korean. Yeah, and everybody that I talk to from all my friends of all different races, they say, you don't know racism like Asian racism. I've seen it myself. <laughs> I lived in Japan. 
I seen it myself. <laughs> so like, it's you American deep. black and white, whatever you got going on, that ain't nothing. True. Compared to the hierarchy in Asia when they start breaking it down. True, true. On to the main card. We're going to come in with all sorts of social distortion. At 125 pounds, we have Yan Wu coming in against debuting Her name Mizuki is Inoue. hashtag so simple. Like, it's like... Yan Wu? Mulan. Oh, that's her nickname? Yes. From what I understand, in the Disney aspect, which they stole the Lion King, looked that up. Um, every single one of those Every stories. one of those. And it's all kind of the same The Mulan story, story they, they sold of empowerment for ladies, which I love my ladies. You know me. But uh, Chinese culture actually knows a story, and she got out of the military and actually married a husband and devoted her life to her husband because she's like, yeah, I just helped when I needed. Your nickname, it, her nickname being Milan to me is like if my nickname was like Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> or Sophie nowadays. Yeah, Everything is Sophie. Like, <laughs> Milan. Thanks, Karen. I know, yeah, like, oh, this... Thanks, Linda. Can you put your shopping cart away, Linda? <laughs> um, my nickname would be, can I speak to your manager, please? Karen. <laughs> Karen, can I speak to your manager, please? Smith. So, the main card opens up at 125. Against Mizuke Inoue, Inoue being a long-touted prospect coming out of the Invicta series, the Japanese judoka. Coming in with a 13 and 5 record. She's coming in off a win against Viana Pereira, the former UFC uh, fighter, last losing to Viana Janjiroba. You remember that fun chain we had here in Florida? No. Oh, Janjiroba was getting screamed right behind us, but. Uh, oh, Jan because of the Brazilian. Exactly. But anyway, in there, I remember breaking down Janjiroba and being like, well, apparently she was an underdog there. And anyway, has tons of volume, little undersized at 25 years old, being 5'4". She's used to fight at atom weight. She's just not thick uh, as far as bone density. She just looks very thin in there. She needs to drink more milk. Definitely. 1980s milk. Not Definitely that old ridden pus-filled milk of today. But with that, people saying that um, she's gonna get oversized she's been fighting heavier fighters because she was at adam weight fighting 115 and now she's 115 moving up to 125 so that's gonna be interesting for her here she's always been fighting heavier fighters so i'm not too incredibly worried about the size the long type of i've seen her in multiple three five round fights she's got a hell of a gas tank in here she's able to throw crazy amounts of output striking wise she does anyway like to lead a little bit with her head she'll eat a couple shots just to land a few but when she gets in the clinch she actually does use her judo and will end up on top more on side control i'm not she has a couple submissions in there but i honestly don't like her on the ground i know she's beating some of these ladies lisa alvarez she's submitting some of these ladies in here but it just looks a little bit low level in here Wu coming off of her biggest win of her career being 10 and 2 debuting in the UFC against Lauren Mueller here at Lappy. I was boasting Mueller up. I was talking. I got to take the heat. I was telling you guys, you better pick this bitch. You better pick this fucking bitch. She's doing all sorts of good. She's winning. She was undefeated. She came in and got fucking smoked. She got wrapped up. Last time we were in China, she got armbarred off of her back. Mueller first landing a left, knocking down Wu. Wu then from the guard. 
landing an armbar, getting her blue belt in the octagon after that, where Lauren Mueller was a wrestler who had been doing all this for all that long. Maybe Mueller shouldn't have had the hype. I don't see Mueller actually winning too many other fights at all in the UFC. And Wu, as far as what we've seen from her, she likes to move forward, has heavy punches. She would not pass USADA if she was in the United States. Bet on that. Bet on that. She's definitely going to be thicker. She's going to have more power here. But anyways, taking those hard shots from against at-level competition in Invicta. So, I actually got the debuting fighter in here. I just don't like what I've seen from Wu because it hasn't been a lot. And it's been against really low level, even though one's been in the UFC. Give me Inoue as a side favorite here. Who do you have in this fight? Decision. You, you think and that why. the UFC is going to set up the first fight of the night for a Japanese girl to come in and beat the Chinese girl? There's a short notice replacement fight. I do think that. Who was fighting originally? Wu and a repla her opponent fell out, but I can't remember who she was going to fight. But it was not at the caliber of fighter of Inoue. Yeah, Inoue's a lot better than any of the girls. But you did think Lauren Mueller was going to win, and Wu shut that down. But Mueller is garbage now. I'm just going on that Going Mazzani, though. Decision she, doesn't say She lost to Gina Mazzani. Yeah. Mazzani. Uh, I do like everything that Inoue's putting together. I got Inoue, Decision, which I don't even like to say that because Decision in China makes me worry. It makes me want to pick Wu. Great point. Great point. I'm picking Wu. I don't even care. I'm going to stay away from this fight. You already said enough. China hometown. We got Mizuki, the debut in Inoue, coming in at 8,300 minus 140 favorite against the veteran or the tenured fighter, Yan Wu. Do you think you're going to play Wu at 7,900 no, anywhere? I think I'm going to probably stay away from this fight completely as well. It is a three-rounder, so it's even limited as far as the output might turn into more of a grappling fest in there moving on to 145 pounds we have returning mozvar evalev coming in at 145 pounds against debuting short notice replacement zihyung lu lu coming in with a 18 and 6 record last coming in off a win submission via kimura prior to that he lost to a couple other fighters. He has had some at competition um, fights or guys that have had winning records 11 and 3, but it's been in the China scene out there. It wasn't the best tape I saw on him, and it was really interesting because when I went back and watched Lou, I watched him fight an M1 Evolev in an MMA fight where it was Evolev's second or third fight, maybe his first fight ever in. MMA, and he ended up beating Lou in a decision, ended up out-wrestling him non-stop, getting backside control, landing ground and pound, and just not letting Lou get any of his striking going at all. Lou doesn't have the best striking as well. He just kind of leans forward and tries to get it to the ground and then just kind of uh, tries to grind you out, but at a very rudimentary level. I initially was going to just pick Evolev due to that same standard of decision of him actually... Um, going back to the wrestling and just rinse and repeating what he did in the first time they fought when it was about four years ago. But I've actually seen a lot of growth in Evolev. I saw him actually put much better game plans together since have a much better uh, gas tank. His striking has really come together a lot more since then. He's fought even tougher fighters than Lou since then. He's even fought better fighters than uh, Lou's opponents. 
I just think Evolev is a pretty solid pick here. I think he's in the, out of a flash, random stun grenade that comes in here and knocks him out. I don't see Lou having really a shot. Give me the heavy favorite in Evolev. I think he's pretty much got it wherever he wants it here. And I actually have a TKO round number two. I think it goes ground and pound. I think Evolev makes a statement and is like, yeah, it was a decision the first time because I was young. There was no, there's not going to be an excuse now. And I think he even says something like that on the mic. Yeah, I got round number two as well. Evolev's just better everywhere, and he's actually one to watch in the division. Um, I think he handles the fight. Uh, I like what you're saying. I think it's going to be a wobble fest, kind of a knockdown. I think he cuts him, picks him apart by a thousand cuts, and then uh, I like round two for him. But I could even see it round one. I don't see it going past round two. Um, I like that. I, I think he could finish it in round one. I like everything that Mavsar is bringing to the table right now. This is a set-up fight um, to kind of let you know he's coming. Get him ready for that it was main a card. Short, short notice replacement. They got a local fighter because this was, I believe, on like 10 days notice. It got switched out here. So it's someone who's like I could just like move Prince. it round one. It's just like His Prince. His age isn't even showing. He's probably like 50 years old. <laughs> but in the same boat as Krantz where he's like, you're going to give me another fight, right? All right, I'll fight. That's my LP. That's my lap B linchpin. Put Evolove everywhere. Even as the highest priced fighter on DraftKings at 9500 yeah. against 7600 versus Wu. On a card, I would be like, no, you cannot put Evolive as the highest prize fighter. But on this card... You got underdogs hey, for days. You can put him that high. You can put him that high. You're going to need to make some room for that type of a price tag. And I feel like we have so far tonight. We've definitely been grandpa's eyebrows all over the place. Moving on to 125 pounds, we have Mark De La Rosa coming in against Kai Cara France. Car France coming in with a 19 and 7 record, getting a controversial split decision against Pava as of late six months ago over in New Zealand, getting a win over Elias Garcia in the decision, being on that uh, tough house type of fight, being a dark horse. He's coming out of that city kickboxing scene, training with Adesanya, Dan Hooker, all those boys out there. Car France, um, Looking good for a while. Good fight IQ in there. Solid wrestling. Little bit of gas tank issues. Striking has evolved, but it's still not the best. Um, I feel like people give Car France a lot more a lot more credit than I would as far as striking. Yes, he's a good striker, but I feel like Dan Hooker and Adesanya stand out as strikers for that gym. So people just say, "Well, he's training with those guys," but he's really not. Those guys are huge compared to Car France. Um, I mean, Hooker's 55, Adesanya 85. He's just not getting that type of reps. Who do you have? Volkanovski maybe in there as well. But Car France, it just doesn't translate. Out of all those guys, Car France isn't there. He gets hurt, and it's not his It's not his fault. It just happens in there. On the ground, he is good. I believe Purple Belt, maybe a little bit and above. Some classical training key stuff in there as well. But against De La Rosa, that's where he wants to get it. De La Rosa is nasty on the ground. He... Tends to like to get it done. The 12 and 2 fighters coming off of a loss to Alex Perez in a decision prior to that, beating Joe Kobe Sanchez in a decision. Elias Garcia is a submission, so that's a common opponent. Losing to Tim Elliott. Um, that Tim Elliott fight was barely telling, where you could just see uh, the amount of output, really, the gas tank for Rosa really be pushed. But I don't think Ty Cara France does that. He sits back a little bit as well. 
Carl Francis is a better striker here. I think he can hold his own on the ground. Like Moises and Ismagulov earlier in the fight night. Rosa has this flash submission ability in this potential. I had him earlier in the night, but I think that the ripples of the game Kaikara France might have a little bit. I'm just not that confident in it. This is a real coin flip for me. I like De La Rosa. I like De La Rosa's jab. I think that they're both growing, and I think Rosa might be growing a little bit more. But this is a close one. This is a coin flip. Give me Car France. I had Rosa earlier in the day. Car France decision. This is a dirty split. I'm going to probably end up staying away from this one. I don't think it's going to be a split. I don't like, um, is De La Rosa, was he on short notice his last fight? Because um, otherwise, I, I don't that. like moving uh, moving down 10 more pounds. Anytime we see guys make this drastic of a cut, it reminds me of Ray Borg. It reminds me of Smoka. I just think it's a desperation move because they don't see themselves winning at the next weight class. So when you come, when you're cutting this much cardio, at, when every pound matters, you're not a guy that's already, you know, 205 cutting to 185 and you have the extra pounds to give. I just don't think these little weights and these guys are already normally walking around at 155, 160 and then cutting down to this small level. Cara France is a guy we've seen make over and over again. I actually think this is just building his name so they can get that uh, the land down under scene all growing hard. Uh, I almost feel like it's a setup fight. I just think Cara France is a little better everywhere and I think he takes it 30-27. But it's a decision. But uh, that's fine with me. It's 125. I just don't see these guys having the same kind of power as trying to even compare him to the guys at a higher level. The decided favorite is going to end up coming in as Kai Car France comes in at 9,100 on DraftKings against De La Rosa's 7,100. Again, I'm going to probably stay away from this fight. If anything, it's a dogger pass, dogger pass DraftKings-wise for the flash submission, but uh, I don't really see a, a finish for Car France. I think Car France will be on the number one card of the night. Wow. Are you going to go heavy with him? Um, he won't be my linchpin. He'll be up there, though. I'll have him. He'll be definitely one of the guys that's on uh, a majority of my cards. I think he's going to get comfortably over 80 points, and I think that's all you're going to be able to ask for this fight night. Unless there's weird names that are picked. Like, if if you look at a number one card and it's a whole bunch of names you don't know, that's just a shot in the dark. Like, you're just throwing darts in the dark. <laughs> I can't do anything about Truth. that. But I got Cara France decision. And it's not because I don't like Mark De La Rosa. I just don't like it. Unless he took his last fight on short notice and there was a reason he was taking it at the heavier weight. This is a weird... It's that TJ Dillashaw shit. Like... The hurricane coming already. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> so I think you're making valid points there, but I, you convinced me I'm going to probably put Cara France on 20% De La Rosa. 20%. I'm going to have no definitely an E card, and my E card um, will have De La Rosa on it. Anything left that with that one at 125 pounds? Moving on to the coming event. And Maybe rightly even. So. Rightly so. Maybe even the people's main event. We have a firefight in Ezilu Zaleski. People calling him Easy in there now. I love the nickname. Capoeira coming in against Li Jin Liang. The leech coming for everybody's eyes. And I was talking about Yadong Song, Kigan Song in there being an eye poker. We know what Leech will do to you. He literally got a point taken away for it. Jake Matthews' eyes still getting some freaking work done on them because of that. So, uh, Leach definitely trying to win 
whatever way he can in there. The 16-5 and five fighter is coming off of a two-fight winning streak. His last loss being to Jake Matthews in a decision, beating Zach Otto, Camacho in there, Abe, and David Zuada as of late in a TKO with a body kick. Leach really throwing tons of power into his strikes. I mean, Leach is powerful, but he's very unorthodox. Tons of power, but that's because he throws everything into it. And as we've been saying with a lot of these other submission guys, uh, he's so confident on the ground that he's like, all right, I will throw myself off balance because even if we get on the ground, I can hold my own there. Whew. And he this will... This fight's going to be so yeah, good. He will throw your head off. I the other one was going to be the fight of the night. This, this, can, this can be a fighter than not easy. So Leach will now start to throw in some body shots in there on the ground. He's got a good top game. Moves over to the side on the back. He really does stay like a Leach. He was training over at Jackson Wink for a long time in the States being on that developmental deal. I don't know Zaleski's if he's in the state first there. team all eyebrows. Woo! Zaleski's got him going there. Zaleski's been in there at 21-5 and five, being a Capoeira striker in there, but also... Jiu-Jitsu practicing Ace in there, getting it done against Strickland, Griffin, Liam Good, uh, having high-level wins over Curlers, Melender as an underdog as of late submission. Zaleski, to me, he reminds me, some people say RDA, I think he's a cheap man's Vincente Luque for me. Um, tons of power, maybe not as good a fight IQ. Where Zaleski is a little more reckless is he'll throw a lot of these like capoeira spinning backfists or the spinning um, heel kicks where he'll like even go to the ground really low. And against the leech and against the grappler of the leech's level, anytime you expose your back for even a split second, um, the leech is going to try to take you down or get on that back. So I think Zaleski can open himself up to some hazardous positions. But on the ground, Zaleski's a monster. Great darts. His great anaconda chokes will sweep you really well. So it's Powerful. A, yeah, it's a scrap on the ground as well. So striking, it's a fucking scrap. On the ground, it's a fucking scrap. This is a goddamn motherfucking scrap. So <laughs> That's it. That's that, my prediction. That, Good night. Yeah, and you're welcome. <laughs> I think those Zaleski... Both of these guys got power, but I think the more technical power goes to Zaleski slightly. This is why you're drinking coffee. This is why you had that beer. Enjoy, boys and ladies and girls. It's going to be a fun one. Must watch UFC. Zaleski Lee. Give me Zaleski decision. Might move that to a finish. Got to watch weigh-ins. I think Zaleski has a little bit of more avenues as far as the great. He has more of submission ability where Zhe Liang more just waits for a decision. Where Zaleski's kind of trying to finish you a bit more. And I'd say the cardio, I'll give to the leech a bit more. There's a dirty split. Oh, heart, I give to the leech. Power, I give to Zaleski. Their ground games are... I actually am going to give it to the Zaleski because of that power. Um, I think Zaleski's a little more reckless and the leash is a little more calculated. So I can see Zaleski being the guy that has more avenues to win, but also more avenues to get in trouble. You can't leave yourself open to a guy like Jean Liang, especially in China. Are you kidding me? He might be the biggest star. He might be the whole Backstreet Boys all put into him. We might hear an arena like we've never heard before. We have no idea what to prepare for. So I, I love the leash here, but... Zaleski, I just think the leech will leave it all on the table. He'll leave it all on the dance floor. He don't care. He'll get knocked out. What of it? And that's kind of what I see happening. I think Zaleski's going to catch him by the end. It's going to be one of those fights for the ages. 
I do have Zaleski finally just finishing it off, catching the leech, knocking him down, then finishing it with some ground and pound Zaleski KO round three. Killer fight, though. Such a fun fight. I definitely stick around for after weigh-ins. We're going to let you know. We're going to actually probably get those weigh-ins a bit earlier on f Thursday night. It is going to be weird, and we're going to have our card out first, so that'll be a reason that if you want to get your picks out, the UFC, what are you going to be waiting up for Thursday morning for their card to come out? You could just follow us, and we'll get out a card We'll take care you guys. of you. Yeah, we got you. We'll take we care you. of you. On DraftKings, for the decided favorite, we have EZ Zaleski coming in at 9,200 against Li Jiliang. It's a little disrespectful. 7,000. I totally agree. This is a way closer fight than those odds. I agree. Way, way closer fight. But that I do love wrong. Zaleski, and I like what you... I think he's better than RDA. Not RDA at his peak, but far better than him right now. I think Zaleski would go in and beat RDA. Mm -hmm. But I like your comparison um, to Luke, except I actually think Zaleski has more power than Luke, but Luke has more precision. It's like they're... It's the trade-off. Right. Very... I think they could... If you told me they were related tomorrow, I would be like, I could see it. That's what I don't know <laughs> I why would say, I was thinking. Oh, I thought so. I, I remember... <laughs> I brought that up once on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but Zaleski, his he's got those aunt eyebrows. You know that one aunt that got yeah. or the one uncle with them crazy eyebrows. My big fat Greek eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got one of them uncles. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why they just cousins. They just cousins. How much do you think you're gonna be playing Zaleski on DraftKings for nine thousand two? Because I think this is way closer. It's a three to one or two thousand. He'll be on my. I will be because I know him. That's gonna be my biggest things. My cards. I want to try to know the names of the people on my cards, and that's so hard to do tonight. This morning. So yeah, yeah so hard to do <laughs> yesterday. So, uh, this is gonna be tough because. I don't agree with the three to one. I think it's a much closer line. I think it should be only like minus one fifty Zaleski, but it's three to one, so it's steamed up. Betting wise, I can't bet Zaleski. DraftKings wise, I think if it goes to decision, Lee is worth every cent in there, and Zaleski is not gonna be. So give me, yeah, Zaleski decision in here. Wow, Ooh. decision five round decision. fight. Oh, it's, it's not three. Three, 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 three. three round fight. The five rounder is gonna be. At 115 pounds in the main event where we have freshly crowned first title defense for Jessica Andrade, Andrade, however you want to pronounce it, against the up-and-coming challenger Li Zing Liang, Zhang Magnum in there. The 19-1 fighters come into the UFC beating Tisha Torres beating Jessica Aguilar via submission. Danielle Taylor also ate a big fat L in there via decision. The Chinese 30-year-old comes in with a lot of body kicks to the, a, a lot of left body kicks, a lot of standing side body kicks with the left there. Tons of output. Haven't really seen her go five rounds. We've seen a steady three and she has a great gas tank. I have a feeling that Zane can easily do five just with her type of style. She looks like that high volume type of output. And that's not really anything new for Andrade. She's fought the volume type of fighter. She's fought a precision fighter. She's fought a wrestler, a jiu-jitsu yep. fighter. She just has so much more experience. If this fight isn't in China, Zane doesn't deserve this shot beating Tisha Torres. At the point in time where we've seen Tisha Torres has been as of late. Because then Martinez, who just fought Torres, should get the next title but shot. But I think just timing-wise, 
it it was only this because it was going to China because otherwise I think the only other person up there and I could be totally wrong unless I go through them is our home girl um what's her face Amanda Nunes is old lady Asneroff Asneroff I think they're the only two that are on win streaks with a two and three fight win streak yeah yeah no and Asneroff isn't because she just lost her last fight no 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 she won oh she I think she's won her last two or three and but they're the only ones in the division on the two or three throw fight correct, win streak correct correct it is a young division yeah. still yeah, still still so. so we're gonna see these type of matchups where one has I mean how many Unless fights does Asneroff have Rose want the immediate rematch but we didn't she said nope. she wanted a break so it's kind of like it okay. was kind of a division Almost in the same way that Henry Cejudo is sitting right now. It's a very similar division where you're just sitting up there alone. So it's kind of up to you to pull people up to the dance floor. Right. Like you're just sitting up there. Like, <laughs> Well, Andrade has definitely fought at 125 pounds. She's coming in with a 20 and six record, only losing to Joanna uh, Yenjechik in there. She beat Gadelia. She beat Torres. KK Rose as of late with that spike on the head. I think she's also lost to either Raquel Pennington um, and who else? There was someone else back in the day. Mata Leon or Amanda Leon as well. She has a loss too at like 35. So Andrade... <laughs> I see people get so mad about Andrade. They're like, she should not be fighting him this week. Gadelia herself is like, this isn't fair because I'm never going to win somebody this strong. We know what Andrade does. She moves forward. She'll eat a shot to land four. Some people say she's the women's John Lineker, but I wouldn't agree with that. I would say that she actually has way more of a ground game than John Lineker. Lineker likes to go to the body and head, and I'd say in that fashion, she is very Lineker-esque because she will keep her head on a straight line, bite down her mouthpiece, and land seven, eight punches but she'll actually throw in takedowns. She has multiple spiking finishes, not just rows. She will get in on those double legs, wrap you up, and throw you over her shoulder onto your head. So Estaca in here actually has that wrinkle to her game where Lineker doesn't. She also has the mega cardio in here. I'm just going to say Libby Conspiracy. Last time it was in Brazil. This time it's in China. I haven't seen her fight in Vegas, and she's got EPO cardio. From the last couple times, from the last few, I'm just, I'm just saying, they ain't, they ain't in the Usada country. So Navinsky ain't gonna be here. Up. She moved down weight and just got two more, weight classes. Like, and she's always been, <laughs> she's always been extra, extra, just muscular in there. So now against Zhang's. More karate style on the ground. She's been able to get up against lesser competition, but Andrade, I think, can just rinse and repeat. She can take her down when she wants to. Uh, she can outland her. The actual power I give to Andrade as well. Zhang has some kicks and knees that she can hurt Andrade will, but we've seen Andrade eat those kicks and knees from young Jacek, Gadelia, who are some of the hardest hitters. Even Rose was picking her apart for two, two solid rounds. And it did not detour and draw. She just moved forward, grabbed onto her, and fucking slammed her on the ground. I think she can do that again here. I think Zhang will be a respectable contender, but it's a little too soon for me. I think it's just they needed someone to contest in China, and they got her out here. I would really like to see a couple other fights. 
But you have a point. It's a weak division. We're going to see these type of bouts in here. On DraftKings, I feel like I'm going to have to go with the champion. It's a five-rounder. I think you could even stack this as far as a cash game. But if you want to go with a, the person that's going to win it all for you, I think it's Dan Andrade or stay away from it. They both have really high volume in here. I'm going to go Andrade decision. I If there's a finish, it's Andrade's side, and that's about it for me. Who are you going to pick in this? I got a decision right now. I think Andrade loses to point fighters, except with the exception of KK, who you know how I feel about KK. I love her, you guys, but I think Zhang beats KK right now. Not the same KK. Well. Yeah, she is not right. Uh, but Rose was winning that entire fight, and JJ beat up on Andrade and point fodder. I think Zhang can kind of do the same thing. Uh, five rounds. The one thing about Andrade that gets to me is I think she has the worst cardio. She just slowly turns off. And I know it's like, oh, she handled Claudia, but Claudia hasn't been the same Claudia in a while. It's almost like JJ took Claudia's soul, and we haven't kind of seen her come back from that. I don't know. I know it's too much too soon, and it's weird that I'm saying this, but I think if it goes to decision and the hometown favorite and it's close, you can see that it could go to Ziyang, and I think that Ziyang could out, even though it could, it's going to be one of those arguments like, how do you give it to Ziyang? There was two takedowns for Andrade, but it's going to be double the amount of points given, or strikes landed for Whaley. Ziyang over Andrade. And you guys know it as well as I do. Watch that fight up until that slam. Andrade just slowly got shut down and you saw her entire if that didn't happen and I know that doesn't make any sense in an MMA but if that moment didn't happen I just think Andrade was going to be a punching bag turned into a punching bag oh my gosh yeah she was getting worked Every in every which way, she did not look good anywhere in that fight. She just had this like heathenish strength to do that, and everybody knows about that thing. And that was a fluke kind of incident as well, because even on the ground, I feel like Rose could have handled Andrade on the ground. So Wheelazing does not have that kind of work on the ground, but the same juice that Andrade has taken, it's that China juice could be. Loose. Dude, it's that synthetic though in China, synthetic. It's Asahi or Andraj and then Ziang, um, she is on that fish oil. But um, yeah, I don't know. I got Ziang. I know this is crazy, and I most likely, if I'm going to switch on any one of the night, it will be to Andraj. I just don't like Andraj in a point kind of five round fight with somebody who can go all five. I don't like that for her. That's to me. That's where she doesn't look great. Like, she looks great in a three-round. She handles people. But when they're five-round fights, especially against point fighters, and that's the same way I thought it was going for Rose. I thought it was headed toward that direction where she was just going to be pieced apart for rounds while people stayed away from her, and she punched herself out and punching at air. So, Ziang decision. Oh, that'll have an eek face on it. Eek! Wait to wait it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I do think we got to wait for weigh-ins more so than most because there's a lot of other fighters that have never fought in China because we haven't been there long. So food, air travel, all this stuff matters. We got to see what people feel like, listen to interviews. This is why we keep up in these series. On DraftKings, 8,700 for the minus 170 favorite. Andrade against Zhang's plus 150, 7,500 on DraftKings. 
I'm going to stack this a little bit. I um, think that might be smart. I think they could just sit and point. I think Andrade could lay enough points the first two rounds to be worth it. And even maybe eke out the decision. But Zhang's going to be making points the whole time. And for the price, she's going to be she's so more worth, worth it. it. I agree. I and that's where going to be worth I'm going to stack it. But as much as I stack, I'm going to even have 30% Andrade, 20%. Um, Zang on their own and then a couple cards stacked because I do think that there's gonna a lot of points to be had in a five rounder here. We did it. We went through all 12. It's gonna be down and dirty. It's gonna be early in the morning. You're gonna need to do whatever you need to do to set that alarm. Keep alive on that Twitterverse. I'll be trying to be tweeting out there, letting all you other renegades out there, seeing how we doing it, staying up, keeping up with the protest. They ain't going to keep us down. You and C ain't going to get put in the ground. Yeah, make sure you're sending the energy. Make sure you're sending nuclear bombs into the center of the hurricane. True. Let's disseminate. I know our president was talking about disseminating, <laughs> right? <laughs> Tornadoes with nuclear. Let's, let's put them to good use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? So, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys soon. For sure, always Wednesday and and maybe Sunday. If there's enough news, I feel like we've really been hitting it super, super hard. And uh, there's other paths that we have. Just there's many avenues to bake a pie, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, well, we know that you guys also, uh, we see our algorithm. And you guys don't seem to care as much about the Sunday show and the recap. Some hardcores do. And we appreciate you. There's hardcores out there. We appreciate you. So, um... But we'll definitely be bringing you the breakdown. We see what you want. But we might be working on another show. So we'll keep you posted. And...